0: Welcome to the Becoming Shadeless Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Wallace. I'm your host, Josiah Baines. And today, we will be discussing trauma. So, Joe, do you feel like people use trauma as a tool?
1: Most definitely. From personal experience, I have definitely used trauma as a tool for good and bad reasons.
0: For sure. I feel like people use trauma as a get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, whenever you're in the wrong, you can just be like, well, I went through this. This is my trauma. And I think a lot of times people realize once you get to a certain age, you're cognizant, so you're aware of your actions. Your trauma no longer becomes an excuse. It's only a reason. And people use their trauma to justify their bad actions. And I think when people do so, it only complicates life and makes it hard for other people because people aren't maneuvering through their trauma in a proper fashion.
1: I, I definitely think people will weaponize their trauma, especially when they don't want to do the work. And I think that's like a big, for me at least, that was a big um, uh, thing I would do in relationships, um, which is kind of common nowadays. People be like, oh, uh, I was, you know messed up, my boyfriend did something, and you know what I'm saying, now I got trust issues, or somebody cheated on me, I I used to say that a lot, like, I used to, automatically, if I was, you know, lashing out, or you know what I'm saying, that I didn't really trust somebody, or something like that, I would automatically pull that card, and be like, yo, I'm doing that, because I went through this, and when really, you can't, you can't use that as an excuse to do anything, like, you can't allow your past pain to mess up what you have with somebody else or to try to get ask somebody else to try to make an excuse for the actions you're doing. So,
0: Yeah, trauma is a very crippling thing. Like, Yes, it can hold you back if you're not aware of it, but I think a lot of times people don't want to actually process it because once you process your trauma, you can no longer use it as a reason to validate why you do what you do. And I think even though people use it that way, it's not even accurate to do it that way. But in terms of, you know what I'm saying, bettering oneself, it really cripples people because people don't want to step out on faith and be uncomfortable. And I think people have fallen in love with comfort. In order to grow, you have to, like, you know what I'm saying, put yourself out there. You have to try new things, really do the digging. But people cripple themselves because they rather know what they're dealing with than step out and have to face something different. But in doing so, you only hinder yourself and hinder your own growth.
1: I definitely think. A reason why people have such a hard time moving past their traumas because they don't properly grieve it. And what you don't properly, and what you don't properly grieve, you won't properly leave. So if you if you're going through something or you know what I'm saying you had a traumatic experience, you have to take the time to grieve that that traumatic experience. Whatever you went through, you have to. In the Jewish culture, it's called uh, the Shabbat. That's the seven day period mm-hmm. of of grieving, usually when somebody dies, and so um, and then afterwards you totally just you know leave it as it is so uh, you have to go through your Shabbat when you go through a, a traumatic experience like you have to be able to whether it's crying whether you want to curse him out even if you're a Christian you know what I'm saying I understand that some people want to think that they're holier than now and everything and God understands when you go through something traumatic you're a human still and you're going to react and your body's going to react and you're going to feel something in your own body where you feel like you need a uh, don't do nothing crazy like kill somebody nothing like that but you know it's important to go through that that grieving process so you can properly leave it and, um, that's something that I think a lot of people skip
0: yeah I, I agree with you have to die. it's kind of like you say you have to die to your flesh daily. Yeah. you have to like die to your desires and I think people they don't want to they don't want to get rid of their trauma because they've identified their trauma as themselves yeah. you see what I'm saying like they, they made themselves being a person who has abused their personality. And they don't want to... To leave that trauma is to leave everything they know and to leave themselves. And I understand that's very hard, but you are more than your circumstance. You are more than your trauma. Something that happened to you doesn't mean that is you. And you see it a lot of times with people who are like... like Maybe like molested, they get older, now they're very... They're, they're sex positive. These people who are poor, they get money now. They're a millionaire, they're the money maker. And it's like... You are bigger than your trauma. You can't you can't limit yourself to what you experienced because you yourself are not the experience. You are you. You know, and I think in doing so a lot of times it's hard because to really to really try to grow out of that it's like it's like a it's like a capital is shed your skin to in order to soar. And I think a lot of times people aren't coupled with the waiting period, the silence of being in that cocoon. Because mm-hmm. when you're in the cocoon, you're in a season maybe of isolation, where you're where you're by yourself. And people want to, you know, what I'm saying they want misery loves company, and that's why mm-hmm. a lot of people they trauma bond with other people. Mm-hmm. They want to be around people who comfort them. Mm-hmm. And I think in doing sometimes doing that sometimes all they've done is crippled themselves because you're around people who are only going to confide in you and who relate to your misery, but they're not. And they're not. Improving, they're not. They're not preaching. They're not encouraging growth as an individual. And I see a lot of times where people don't belong off because they don't make them comfortable, and that's the problem. The problem is because you're too comfortable. You want to get people who make you feel good about yourself. And honestly, somebody who actually cares about you is going to call you to action to to get out of your trauma and to be better. Because ultimately, it's whether do you want to get rid of your trauma or not. And I think most people don't. Uh, define trauma.
1: We just we just came from. Uh, Motivate. And Motivate Church in, what is that? Manassas. Manassas. In Manassas, uh, Virginia. And um, y'all should come out and visit. But it was a message today on trauma. And um, so if you could kind of, if you want to incorporate kind of what he defined trauma as. There was three different types of trauma. So what is, so what, so what, to dive into that, what's
0: the difference? I remember, like, the name, like, the specific guy. Yeah, like, I had it in my notes, but, like, we are using my phone. No, I got you. <laughs> I got
1: you. So, uh, the three types of trauma that we uh, were presented to today is acute trauma, chronic trauma, and complex trauma. So, um, acute trauma is defined as intense and immediate trauma resulting from a single distressing event. Chr- chronic trauma is defined as prolonged exposure to traumatic experiences over an extended period, complex trauma. Is multiple and very traumatic experience, often beginning in childhood, affecting all aspects of life.
0: You know, it's crazy. Right. It kind of all our podcast episodes really tie it together, and it kind of reminds me of we were talking about what you listen to and what you surround yourself with, right? Yeah. The trauma that you love, right? And once you grow out royal trauma, you can't really listen to someone Walker the same. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you can't because, yeah, that's true. you know what I'm saying? You can't listen to her the same. Once y'all create trauma, you can't listen to Rob Wade the same. Mm-hmm. You can't watch certain things that you do because now once you elevate a point above a place of sorrow, yeah. you would literally be backtracking to indulge. So it's, you don't want to, it's deeper than just leaving your trauma. You don't want to leave everything you come to love. Because sometimes when you are elevating, like, it's, you know what I'm saying? You can't take everybody with you. When you elevate, you can't take everything, your people with you. Sometimes it's things you love. You can't take certain songs. You can't take certain shows. Can't take certain clothing, you know what I'm saying? Say if you're trying to grow and be more modest, you're not going to wear certain clothing. You can probably have to get rid of stuff in your wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And like I said, a lot of times we identify ourselves with things that are external, but like whether it be a job, clothing, even our trauma, stuff that's not necessarily all internal. And I think to find your identity, yes, it's a period where you have to be in the wilderness. But the problem is, people rather just stay where they have Wi-Fi. You know I they don't want to be in the wilderness. They don't want to have to find their way out because they're, they're, they're used to the amenities to help you. Like it's kind of like, because to like in this generation we're so tech savvy, technology to an extent crippled people learning and our ability to process, to, to even think, you know what I'm saying? And I think we rather be comfortable, like I said, than to grow.
1: I wanna define trauma because I feel like um, just the word trauma, not like the different types, but just the word trauma because sometimes I feel like a lot of people automatically uh, associate trauma with something crazily yeah crazily experienced like you know what I'm saying people like I ain't bet you nothing especially in the black community they be like you but bet dismissive, you ain't bet you nothing you know what I'm saying like and that's what oh my goodness that's what he talked about in church about people wanting somebody to feel I used to do this too I I probably still do this when people want people want people to feel the same exact experience they had. Like if you didn't go through my experience then you ain't go through nothing. Like they'd be like if you if you ain't go through and you see that in the black culture a lot, be like, you know what I'm saying? If you're and you know, you're not, not dismissing the experience, but you know, your grandparents to be like, you know, I had to do this, this and this. You, what you going through ain't nothing. And it's it's relative. Trauma trauma is very relative.
0: I'm glad you're self aware. We all do it, but I'm saying I'm glad you're aware on that lens. Because I think and that's the, that's the biggest thing is like, a lot of times the truth will always be the truth no matter who presents it or how it's presented. A lot of times we're, we're focused on who's presenting it. We want people to present the truth to us from people who relate or who have been in our shoes. Mm-hmm. But no matter if they've never been in your shoes or not, the truth will always be the truth. And I think that's what goes back to the comfort. If you've been through certain traumas, and I'm like, Josiah, you've got to do this to get out of it. You're like, you can't relate to me. You didn't even go through this. Mm-hmm. And it's like no matter if I did or didn't. I'm telling you, I'm giving you the map to get out. I agree and I disagree. Well, now let's get into it. So I think
1: that there is a certain level of wisdom that comes with somebody. Experience. Experience. Yeah. No, yeah, with experience. Somebody who has walked through your experience. For for instance, I have somebody in my life with, which remain anonymous, but um, they are going through an experience um, in terms of uh, motherhood and you know trying to be a mom right and when you when you're trying to get advice from somebody who's not who hasn't had the same experience, experience it's yeah. not, you know even though you can give them the roadmap the roadmap you know what i'm saying you can try to give them the best advice you can you you really don't really know
0: you know what you're talking about because you haven't really you I, I understand where you're coming I mean? from I, and the truths I'm speak, or speaking on mm-hmm. there are certain see there's a difference between opinions and concrete truths mm-hmm. a lot of times if you, I feel like the stuff you're referring to when it comes to other people who experience stuff that's based on their experience so therefore what works for you might not work for you yeah what I'm referring to are some truths are concrete the same way how you read in the bible some things if you discernment is for your interpretation mm-hmm. But some things, thou shalt not kill. That's a concrete thing. Mm-hmm. Certain things are concrete. What I'm referring to is a lot of people ignore concrete truths because they want someone that, that has experience. And it's like, no matter what or who said it, that's concrete. Give me a, a practical example of a, a situation where... I got you. Yeah, I got it. Right? <laughs> so say we're speaking on the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. The Bible is God is against sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to have do none of this stuff. Right. Man will tell you, "Oh, if it's somebody that you love a lot, it's okay to do these things." And say somebody who never, say someone's a virgin, they're like, "Yeah, you're not supposed to do this if God's not to do it." And he's like, "Well, you never did this, so da da da." And it's like, even though he never did this, that's still a concrete truth. God said, "Don't do that." Right. But some people will go off their experience and be like, "It's not that bad because you know I'm close to God and I do this." That's your experience, your relationship. Right. But the concrete truth is, God says not to do it. Okay,
1: I understand. I understand. I think. I think that definitely applies to in the Christian community. In okay, I'll give you outside of this community, community yeah, right?
0: Yeah. So okay. say say someone wants to heal, they they're hurt, right, and they're they're, they're in a bad relationship, right. Mm. The concrete truth is, if you don't want to still face that abuse, you need to leave the relationship. Oh yeah. But someone else will be like, well, you've never been in this type of situation. Okay. How are you going to tell me to leave? Okay. That that and it's like. You're looking for someone to confide in because misery loves company. Right. You want somebody that's going to understand you and that makes you feel comfortable. But the concrete truth is you can't leave the situation unless you physically leave. Right. You've got to leave. And th- they don't want to. And that's the problem. We get so, we, people fall so in love with who's relaying the message or how it's relayed so that they ignore the concrete truth and no matter what, the truth is the truth. Like how, and it's, it's, it's frequent. You see it all the time. How can you tell me this? Because it's the concrete truth, whether you like it or not, no matter who says it. And I think a lot of it has to do with humility with oneself mm-hmm. and your ego, how you're receptive to what they're saying and your trauma. Because at some point, and you know, I said, he's the he's the more nurturing one, I'm going to hold you accountable, even though I am nurturing, too, you know what I'm saying? But at some point, you have to acknowledge, in most situations in your life, you put yourself in your own predicament. In most situations, not all, some things are out of your control, but in most situations, Once somebody does something to you, and you are aware of how they're moving, it is a choice to still interact. That is up to you. So the trauma, that chronic trauma, Mm -hmm. a lot of chronic trauma is due to people who, when you're an adult, stay in situations. That's your choice. When you're a child, you have no choice for real. real. Mm -hmm. But once you are an adult, and you have the will, free will to do all that type of stuff, a lot of traumas are due to you. And your oh the role you play could you choose to stay here you choose it a lot of times and we don't want to acknowledge it because people want to oh people feel good and comfortable and I think it's a lot of times the problem we all seen it whether it be on social media or the in person people always get tired of the friend and the bad relationship and you know what you know why because they always ignore the concrete truths because they want to be comforted comfort it, it comfort is a beautiful thing but too much of it will kill you. Because you're not, when you're too comfortable, you're not moving, and a moving body is a healthy body. And that even a turn, that's even spiritually. You can't always be stagnant. You can't be used to being stuck in your comfort zone because you'll never grow. You have to be uncomfortable in order for your muscle to actually grow. It has to like the fibers have to rip mm-hmm. and so you have to be uncomfortable. People are so stuck and being comforted. That's why people call certain friends, "Hey girl, hey bro, I'm going through this da da da," and it's always the same conversation every week because there's no growth there. It's only comfort. And that's a very dangerous place to be
1: in. I want to make sure there's a balance between, uh, which I feel like is good with us <laughs> in this podcast. I feel like there's a good balance between. Well, I'm the bad cop. No, not not bad how, I'm just saying. I'm just saying a balance between understanding, because uh, I feel like the the viewers might interpret that as, you know, oh, you saying like I can't bro, share my feelings with nobody, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm keeping it being with, with you.
0: Mm-hmm. Those people of the spirit, only people of the spirit will understand things in the spirit. Yeah. No matter, I, I'm starting to get to a point in life, and this is the life lesson I'm going through with myself, so this is being honest, this is a conflict my bro. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to get to a point, no matter how well you ar- articulate anyone, anything, no matter how well you articulate anything, someone who's committed to not understanding will never understand. That's true. And, I, and honestly, and that's the kind of thing highly of people, mm-hmm. I don't think are, they may not know what they're doing, but don't feel that dumb. Not. People choose to not know. Ignorance is a choice at times. People rather not know because the about your trauma, the moment you acknowledge it, that means there's a call to action What are you going to do about it. Mm-hmm. And to acknowledge that you have to do something about it, a lot of people, they're so worried about ultimately they have to do, they never do anything. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately, once you acknowledge that your traumas and all the stuff you go through, now you have to acknowledge, it's my choice to get out of it. And if I don't get out of this, it's my fault. And like we say, a lot of people use trauma as a get-out-of-jail-free card. Once you do that, you can't use it no more. You don't want to own food stamps. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. the wrong food stamps? You know what I'm saying? It's an, it's an analogy. You get it, though? No? Now you're at this point, because think about it. Perfect analogy, actually. When you're in a state of poverty, you get food stamps. It, help, it benefits you, right? It assists you. And it helps you with the, the, the poverty that you're dealing with, right? But once you get to a certain tax bracket, once you make a certain amount of money, you, it no longer services you. You can no longer use it. And that's how it is with trauma. Once you get to a certain point of emotional intelligence... Your trauma is not an excuse anymore. And even though it shouldn't be an excuse, but you can't use it. Once you're at a certain level, you can't use it as an excuse anymore. People want to use them food stamps. Use it all up. They want all the nice name brand stuff. You know what I'm saying? They want, they want all the love that they want to receive at a discounted rate. Here's my trauma. Love me. Mm-hmm. I need more love because of my trauma. Love me. Rather than I understand my trauma, I'm going to love you. And I think it's a very selfish take on people how uh, people use their trauma. It's very selfish. People use their trauma so they feel comfortable, so they feel loved, so you know what I'm saying, so they can manipulate situations so they're not uncomfortable. If anything, you're supposed to use trauma, your traumas, to better love someone else. I know how I feel. I don't want you to feel that way. I'm aware of my trauma, so I'm gonna be more attentive to you, so I don't project that on you. Mm-hmm. But we're using it. People use it in a very selfish way that serves themselves. Because
1: people are not, ne- I don't know that. people are very selfish. With trauma, I feel like it should come, and we talked about this before, I'm wanting to, understanding and curiosity. So when, mm-hmm. when you've gone through a traumatic experience, <laughs> if you, like you said, are holding um, this experience to uh, get out of situations instead of putting the card on the table and then seeking the other person to, to put their card on the table. So if I'm I'm going, and I feel like we do this a lot with our parents, right? Mm. I feel like um, Happy Father's Day. Yeah, Happy Father's Day, by the way. Um, but I feel like we, speaking of fathers, right? Let's let's use this example. Oh, perfect example. Let's use the let's use the, the example. Black, um, the black men, yeah. Okay, in the black community, a father, right? We have a child who has been abandoned, the traumatic experience of abandonment by their father, right? And that. By all means, is a very um, hard experience to go through, and I can't I can't personally relate to it, but I know people in my life who have that uh, experience, and it is definitely something that will call, make a big cause a big hole in your life, right? And at the same time, if you continue to let that experience rule and dictate all of your choices and actions in your life then you will never really be able to have the empathy and the capacity to understand what it was that everybody else is going through, right? So, mm. so people, will, people will dismiss and be like, um, I don't care what, what the, the reason was, mm. right? My father or fathers in general now make me feel a certain type of way. So now they have kind of this inkling in their, in their body of, of fathers, like this stigma and this stereotype towards fathers, when they they never really sought to understand what it is their father, their battle, exactly their own battle between their father, right? And which is why reconciliation is so important, especially if you're a believer, because if you do not eventually go to the source of of the issue, right, in this scenario, it would be your father. Eventually, if your father is still alive and you have the means to, it is very important for you to be able to go back to that and find some kind of understanding. Like, become curious. Like, it is. in and, and, and certain situations, that's very, very hard. And I understand that there is so many other factors to that. Mm-hmm. But at, eventually, whether you... That is, to me, is the best way, right? I thought like you can't chase
0: closure though. Closure—that's when you're always guaranteed. I
1: don't, I don't think it's closure though. Um, you're not. You can have closure, but you can still seek understanding. I agree. You should sure seek understanding, s- and I agree, I agree. So, like when I feel like that would just make more well-rounded people. That's not the therapy know, They don't be. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That would make more well-rounded people in general. With and it doesn't have to be necessarily like Richard, your father. In any situation, when. Trying to seek understanding after you've done your work, and this is after you, you know, gone through the whole mourning process and you know grieving and and came out of the valley. Then you need to understand that maybe this, like, just think in your head, like maybe. Let's be honest, right? Let's if be I, honest. if I, if I had a child right now, right? right knowing me, right? I'm not saying I would leave the child, but it would definitely be a hard situation. Yeah. Yeah. For me to be a father and yeah. not knowing what to do, especially if somebody's young or something like that, like for sure, put yourself like it's a put, lot of pressure. Exactly, put yourself in, in somebody else's shoes for a second. Like it doesn't take much to just slip your foot. Like you don't have to sit there and walk around and and run a mile in their shoes, but just put just sit in their shoes yeah. for a second. Just put and a toe on the wall. Exactly.
0: Just think. and Be like maybe this whatever because most times they might some people might believe it's better to be absent to be present and be bad. Exactly. That's, that's <laughs> I think know. it's a lot of mentalities, low key. Exactly. So I'm, that's just my. I'd rather not be there at all than to do be do a bad job, and either way, you know what I'm saying. And I, I, I agree with you. I think the problem is, but I'm, about, I'm about, all right, make a I'm gonna make point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The problem with trauma is trauma gives you tunnel vision. Therefore, you can't see what's going on with somebody else because <laughs> you're so focused. What happened to you? Mm-hmm. So I'm going through all these stuff, and I, and I can't understand where side is coming from because mm-hmm. I'm only looking forward because of my own circumstance, mm-hmm. and I can't see this trauma that he's going through. And I'm not even trying to understand it. I'm just, and I'm just tunnel vision. I'm going straight, and whole time I'm not even looking. At, I'm not. I'm switching lanes. I'm not even looking at. I'm not looking at my rear view. I'm not looking at my blind spot. Mm-hmm. And now I didn't crash into somebody because I'm going. I got tunnel vision. I'm not looking at nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Like you just driving. it's like I'm not even looking at anything. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm not even looking. I'm just you know what I'm saying. I'm just moving in my own way. I'm not pinching another other driver's, and you're gonna crash, and someone's gonna get hurt. Hopefully you got insurance. You know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> Hopefully you insured. You know what I'm saying? But somebody yeah, will definitely get hurt. Somebody always gets hurt because you're not checking your. You're not turning on your signals. You're. You're not wanting to put your trauma. You're not turning on your signals. You know what I'm saying? You're not looking at your blind spot. You're not looking at the people who you're not aware are going to face the brunt of your activities. You know thing. what I'm saying? You're you're not. You know what I'm saying? You're not looking. You're not even checking your mirrors. That's a great you know, you're not even looking behind you to see if anybody's following you, and you don't got over and you don't crash because somebody's definitely following you. Someone's so always behind you, and
1: somebody will follow you, especially if you bring your trauma into into parenthood. <laughs> Boy, that child gonna and that's it. And that's exactly in, Boy, just go back. Let's go back to the scenario of a father. If, just imagine if, if you had some trauma, right? Maybe, in the scenario of an absent father, that father has some trauma, and now he he chose tro- he chose a path where now he decides to make a decision, and now you're following that decision. And if
0: the cycle doesn't stop, then you just got a generation of people of. of it's a pileup, exactly. And I'm gonna reiterate that point because I was talking so fast. I'm gonna clip this for mm-hmm. so, <laughs> Trauma. The problem with trauma is it gives you tunnel vision. You're driving, you're not checking your rear view. You know, what I'm saying you're not signaling, you're not letting people know your trauma. You're not signaling, you're not checking the rear view. Someone's behind you in your blind spot. You're not looking in your mirrors, and you're gonna crash. And, you'll, and you're and you're gonna blame everybody else, but you caused that crash. And hopefully, there's a lot of people behind you who follow you. It's gonna be a pileup. Yeah. That's why you're a words have power. You have influence, especially when you have children you're going to cause your kids to crash and that pile up you know what that pile up is generational trauma mm-hmm. and generational when we talk about
1: generational curse I think I said this before on the podcast mm-hmm. generational trauma that all that is a, is an invitation to do the same thing your parents did mm-hmm. so you know somebody will say your parents was really good at they say that your father was a cheater your father cheated on your mom and your mom cheated on your father all that's going to be is you're in a relationship now it's going to be a simple knock be like hey you know your father probably cheated, and you know your mother cheated. So, do you want to start cheating? Or hey, I know your father was an alcoholic, and your mom
0: was an alcoholic. Yeah, just get a shot. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: you know, maybe alcohol will help you. You know what I'm saying? It's just a simple, it's a simple little inkling or whisper that'll just suggest you to follow in the footsteps of uh,
0: your ancestors. And I feel like it's crazy because you would think in that case people would empathize more with mm-hmm. the trauma their parents give them, but people don't. And I think that's why, like, because trauma. It, it, people use trauma as a tool. You have to get above your trauma. Trauma is supposed to be something you look at in past tense, mm-hmm. not in the present. But if you're holding on to this this weight, it's gonna bring you down. You know what I'm saying?
1: If you never get to a point in your life where you're like, I understand, because I feel like we're kinda the, I feel like of of at that point now. When you look back and you think about all the stuff your parents did, because and we- all all the like the stuff, even the bad stuff and the good stuff, you like. I understand that. Like I understand I why, I, why my mom was so frustrated. and She cursed me out that one time because she was tired.
0: Especially like, when you God, start working, exactly. bro. You be like, bro, I don't know, come home with some kids, exactly, bro. Come <laughs> You at work, they call me about mom. Can I have the ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. While
1: she at work, like <laughs> and you don't know what's happening at work. Her boss could be young and She can have a coworker. Like you really? Oh my goodness, the stuff. Your parents, bro. So, life is not that simple. It is not, bro. It is not, especially for for parents. So just happy Father's Day. And happy I feel father's like Day to, to all the fathers out for there, for sure. Especially especially my black stay, stay
0: in kids life. for sure. Even even the Russell Wilsons of the world, you know what I'm saying? We stepped up for someone else. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like they taught us in church how to combat trauma. But I'm gonna tell you how I think you should, right. Right. you know what I'm saying? I, you know, shout out to my pastor Marcus. Mm-hmm. He, he did good. He did some good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the first step is to accept accept what it is. Mm-hmm. Accept that this happened. You know what I'm saying? Don't succumb to it. You know what I'm saying? Don't subloathe. Try to process it. Understand. Try, I feel like with understanding and grace, it makes it easier to process and go through stuff. And then once once you're aware and you, you know what I'm saying, you have understanding, you have the grace, now is your time to act. How am I going to combat it? And I feel like now it's kind of like, once you go through trauma, use it as a sign of caution. I, not, you know what I'm saying? Caution. Don't build up a wall, but Caution. When I go into the space, be cautious. This could happen, but at the same time, don't let that block you. Don't let it put up a wall so people can't open, tell you that you can't open up to other people. Because sometimes you might, see God opens and closed doors. You don't want to be want to put the lock on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't lock your own doors. So once you have that call to action, just you know, pray for discernment if you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian, you know what I'm saying? Just try to seek wise counsel, but counsel who doesn't keep you comfortable, counsel that calls you to grow, that you can talk to and ask. Da, 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 da. And self-reflection—that's one of the most important things. I think a lot of times the trauma is reversed. How can you point out a speck in someone else's eye when a plank in yours? Mm-hmm. We're so quick to point out other people's actions when they're doing stuff, but we don't realize that we have a whole plank because of our trauma. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 it's such—it's a sad cycle. That—but you're all capable of breaking it, and I urge you to try to break it. But the first thing you got to do is be real with yourself. Be on—it happened. It shouldn't happen, but be real. Whatever happened to you, it happened. Just be real with it. But you can't blame yourself. That's what the enemy, he wants you to blame yourself. He wants you to soak and feel bad about yourself. Accept it happened, but then try to seek understanding for why it may happen. Because hurt, we all, it's so great, we all understand that hurt people hurt people, but we don't care to understand the hurt that caused our hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, say like in my life, I've, I've dealt with like girls who might do something to me, but it's like, they have self-sabotage. They have a spirit of self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not even the fact that I did anything wrong. They don't want you to take it personal. Offense is a choice. He wants you to take stuff personal because you'll isolate yourself in the worst ways. You got to stop taking stuff personal. Isn't, you're, in life, it's going it to sound offensive, but most of the time, your problems, you're only collateral damage. It was never intended to hurt you. Facts. You're just collateral damage. And
1: once you get out that mindset, because uh, a lot you of people need
0: think you that, You did this to me. They did like, this to me. Like, like you know
1: Like, you think somebody... <laughs> Somebody at Damn. whatever age they was sitting there like in their room or in their cut it was like I can't wait to get them when they when they turn eight I'm going I'm a I'm a mess their whole life up and I'm just bro, bro, I'm like, gonna make them so insecure about themselves <laughs> to the point they're an adult and they never they
0: <laughs> exactly don't, <they're> like, like <laughs> let's be real it's gonna I don't care. All I always wanna know we're not that important. People aren't sit they're not sitting they are not doctor Duffersmers. They're not thinking about a <laughs> diabolical plan to ruin your life. Most bro. times people got their own traumas, they don't know how to process it and because most people, trauma gives you tunnel vision they're not aware of the records they have on the street because they didn't turn the signal on you know, they didn't check the river. It's, it's just your collateral damage no one meant most of the time people don't mean to hurt you Man. and a lot of times because people get offended now they want vengeance for themselves mm-hmm. and they're hurting other people and that's how the cycle continues ultimately it's your choice of what you participate in and no matter what people do it's your choice on how you react that is that's a choice that is, you ain't got no But me, you don't get that. You got a jail free card. You did that. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand why you did it, but it's something like, you know, like I told you be understanding. You don't have to be tolerant. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the trauma we think, you know, people like understand understanding. People like, oh, you have to accept the behavior. No, I could fully understand why you did what you did and choose not to participate or deal with you anymore. You can't fool with nobody who doesn't
1: understand where they went wrong. Not, who not, doesn't even, ad, who can't even admit the fact that they either wrong somebody, they wrong themselves, or they wrong God. Like, somebody Ooh. who is totally ignorant of, like, I ain't do nothing wrong. Or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's a choice. One of those, like, that is, you can't fool with those type of people. If you're not, but, if you're not self-aware, I feel like we preach this every single. Self-awareness, self-awareness so is the key.
0: I always because it is self-awareness because at the end of the day, how we treat others has more to do with us than them. Whether with our thoughts, our traumas. Because if if I've been cheated on, I'm gonna be questioning you, and it's like you didn't do nothing to me. My trauma is making me importune. You know what I'm saying? My bad. girlfriend, thank you. My <laughs> girlfriend, you feel me? It got me questioning her, making her doubt herself, and her doubt me to the point, point. and back to the word environment because I, if I have a Keisha Cole I might as well have because I am keep questioning about cheating and now you know what I done put that thought in your head I created an environment so now you want to step out because of my own trauma because you put yourself in most times in your own predicament so these last few episodes they all tie together because if you don't deal with your trauma properly you're going to project how you feel and create the environment that hurts you and you're going to perpetuate that same cycle repetitively you, you, you tired of getting your heart broken okay so you're, you're so worried about your heartbroken that you keep annoying somebody to the point they do something that's going to hurt you. And now you keep doing the same cycle with different people. And that's why, that's, that's why it's called cycle. Because you meet the same person until you learn your lesson. It, it, it's, it's such a fascinating concept. Because you have the full capability to get out of it. The problem is you want to hold... People rather face the evil they know than step out on faith. And it's, it, it's something I'm, I'm just going to urge you. You know what I'm saying? Just take that leap of faith. Because at the end of the day... You you're gonna blame everybody else and like we always say almost every episode, when you're pointing a finger, three point back. This life is work, man.
1: I don't I don't know if, if people really really know this, but dude, if if you wanna be a if you want to be somebody who's at least halfway decent in this life, it's it's work. Like you just can't be just
0: cruising through life just doing whatever you want to, like. It's, it's, and tie back to what we said earlier, it's work. People want to be what? Comfortable. Exactly. Stop so. trying to be comfortable all the time. That's why I'll be late to work all the time. You trying to be comfortable, you ain't getting your money. That's your problem. <laughs> you want to be comfortable. You're too comfortable. You're way too comfortable. I think a lot of times we get comfortable in our circumstances. In, in order to actually get out of your circumstances, you have to work. Like we said, in order to get root of your problems, you must dig, which is manual labor. Do you really? But people don't want to dig. You have to dig deeper. You have to get to the root of that problem. Dig it up. Because you're only going to, all you're going to do is bear bad fruit. And people are going to eat that bad fruit and you're going to get a stomach ache. You know what I'm saying? Gonna hurt these other people because they're eating your bad fruit. Do the thing. Uproot, uproot those problems. And then plant some good seed. And then when they have good seed, you know what I'm saying? The seeds, you know, from the fruit will prosper and they'll just keep growing. And that's why I say be, be fruitful and multiply. We think about having kids. Be fruitful. The fruits of the spirit. Are you being fruitful? Because if you're being fruitful, it will multiply and that and love can come out of a multitude, multitude of sins mm-hmm. so if you show mm-hmm. love you can overcome these you can prevent these traumas you know what I'm saying but you gotta get out of your head and stop victim I, I, and they say I'm victim blaming all you want because in the real, I don't care you play a part most of the time you play a part like it's not victim blaming and address the part you play people be like oh so you're victim blaming this person was abused da, da, da. I get Stockholm Syndrome I'm not saying I don't understand that but to an extent once you're aware of, how, of somebody's actions, it's up to you what you want to do about it. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me t- twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three signs, you know, you know don't say forget the peace sign. <laughs> and don't get the chopper. But, you know, after the second time it's on you, God's got second chances. But also, God says to be forgiven. He don't say to be stupid. God says to be forgiven, but don't be stupid. He don't say you got to take that person back. He never told you to do that. He never said, "You know, saying let that person have the same capacity in your life as it did before." He never said that. He just said, "Be forgiving, treat it like it never happened." You don't gotta treat it like they're still the person you need to be with. Here we go. Uh, First
1: Peter three okay. eight. Oh, you read First
0: Peter yesterday,
1: yesterday? I really just read. I just finished I, it like. I, this I, I finished First Peter. First Peter, probably like a week and a half ago. My girl just finished. Everybody, no, nah, everybody, everybody, everybody been in First Peter, bro. And I just heard a sermon on First Peter. So, anyways, uh, this is Paul, not Paul, Peter. This is Peter. Um, I hope so. First Peter three eight. <laughs> uh, it says, "Finally, all of you should be of one mind." It's talking about first of all, it's all Christians, right? He's talking about all Christians. He said, Finally, all you should be of one mind. Sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tender hearted and keep a humble attitude. Do not repay evil for evil. Do not retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. This is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. For scriptures say, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to make and work. Work to maintain it. Hey, come on now, bro. It's do do your work, bro. I feel like work. I feel like that's a big thing that people don't hear a lot. Do your own self work. Like, don't just be. Do not get comfortable. Do not. You know, I did enough work this week. or, You know what I'm saying? I I've been going
0: to my therapist. Do do your work with other people. And this goes into idolatry because a lot of times, and we see it with a lot of people, they get trauma because you put a person in a place of an idol you're supposed to go to God for these things you're going to other people and these people they're not God they're gonna hurt you everybody in life's gonna hurt you no matter how much you love them but the problem is you put these people on a pedestal like as an idol and now you have trauma because of, you put that relationship on a pedestal and you let that abuse continue because they, you made that person your God mm-hmm. and ultimately they're not the person of judgment they're not the you know they're not God they're not allowed to be wrathful they're not allowed to submit to something and you gotta be mindful and I remember you said something earlier I forgot that we we're talking about we we're talking about parenting mm-hmm. and the absent father. Right. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to how we said people use trauma as a tool. Right. One of the most common things you hear from young black men or young men in general, young men in general, but mm-hmm. people who have absent fathers. The moment someone is tired of their abuse and the tra- how they use their trauma, you know what they say? So you're going to leave me like everybody else. <laughs> you're going to leave me like everybody else. You're weaponizing your trauma as an excuse. And to manipulate people to stay in your life, people have used trauma as a get a jail free card from accountability. And it's sad, like, and it, 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 it's, and you know what I'm saying, I sympathize, I understand. You know, we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spirits and evil powers and high places and things of that nature. But it, it's so sad because so many people, especially social media, you see it all the time in the quotes, like the Instagram quotes. I, mean, I know you know what I'm talking about. If you're young, if you're older, you know, what I'm saying check Facebook. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying it's like people will always perpetuate this, this idea of I'm going to do with you to me or I'm going to move like this because you did this. And you're not even being authentic to yourself. And you're just going to hurt other people. And it's so sad because y'all are going around. And people love to say this. Y'all love hurting good people. Yeah, a lot, you know, I don't believe in that. Mm-hmm. But, like, you yourself aren't the good person because you're doing the same exact thing to somebody else because of your traumas, because your heartbreak you're taking somebody for granted you're not being appreciated and that's why i say most times because of our trauma we reject because of our trauma we reject our own prayers because of your trauma you'll reject your own prayers you prayed for a healthy relationship with a man who communicates or a woman who communicates and the moment they bring up conflict any conflict you're thinking they're arguing with you and all the relationships require conflict mm-hmm. because conflict's not a bad thing we've been taught it's a bad thing mm-hmm. or you'll pray you'll pray to God for a house and then one day a bunch of wood will be right on your front lawn and you'll complain that you don't have stuff because you know why? You don't want, you want to be comfortable. You don't want to do the work. God said build that house. Do the work. Stop being lazy. I'm sorry. A lot of y'all are just really lazy. Let's be real. And, and, and I'm saying, like, that's the problem with people. They try, they speak all this prosperity and want to comfort and make people comfortable. You're lazy. A lot of times your you're situation is because you are just too lazy to go get it. You don't want it bad enough. You don't. Be real with yourself. You don't want it bad enough. You're too afraid to step out on faith. And I pray for you. I pray that you get to that, get that, you know, courage to step on a faith because it's a beautiful thing. And I believe in you personally. I definitely believe in you. But at the same time, you gotta be honest with yourself. Do you really want it? Do you really want to be happy? Because once you really get out of that tra- that that trauma, you no longer get a jail free card. So so, what do you want? Do you do you still want your food stamps, or do you want chocolate shop And
1: don't think and don't think just because you got out of your trauma that that. You'll just be able to coast through the rest of life. Like it's, it's always, a, it's, it's always a process. It's always something, and I don't want to speak this over your life, but you're you're li- you're living life, right? Something else is gonna happen. Like this ain't no, this ain't no rainbows. You know, you get through your traumatic experience. No you barriers. just learn how to deal with it better. Oh my goodness, I'm so glad I thought about that because I love this uh this um. You better this, this, uh. It's a video from uh, the coach of the Duke Women's Basketball team. Right. right. And she was, oh, my gosh, I love this video. She was talking about, she was like, oh, things in life don't get easier. You just learn how to handle them better. And I can't exactly remember. I wish I had Instagram right now so I could pull that up. But looked up Duke Women's Basketball on Instagram and look at the video. I forgot the coach's name, but she, she – was
0: said they were Like you said you you, you you may never get over it. like you know I'm saying you just learn how to maneuver around it. Exactly. It's not use that in maneuver through it. You learn how to maneuver
1: through, through trauma it. way better once you able like
0: Yeah don't go around it don't distract yourself, go through it. Yeah. It's
1: it's gonna once you get through it, the trauma you gotta deal with, there's gonna be more to come. You're living life. If you're in a relationship you're gonna like there's no you're going to be hurt at some point. Like, don't think, oh I never thought you were going to hurt me like this. I just, I thought we were going to be able to just coast through life so easily. Like, no. You're going to, all this mm-hmm. stuff, like, you're, you're living life, you're living life right now. If you are any, of any age of understanding, you already know, like, you're going to go through some stuff. And that's just, that's just the way it is. Like, you can't.
0: And let me put you on, let me, let me tell you tell them love A little something. Yeah. Trauma is like an injury. Right, When you have an injury, you need to sit out, recover, and rehab before you can go back to playing in the game. So many of y'all want to play this game so bad that you're playing with an injury, and you can't win a game if you can't play at your best potential. You're going to sabotage your team because you're not fit to play yet. you got to be okay with sitting out and healing, and depending on how bad your trauma or your injury is, sometimes you have to sit out longer. Sometimes you might have to sit out a year. Sometimes it might be three months. It could be to a rolled ankle. You know what I'm saying? But ultimately, you have to sit out and rehab and heal before you can keep playing. You want a ring. You're playing the game of love, but you got injured and you're back in the game. And then you wonder why you keep losing the game. And you can't win a ring because you're not at your best self. You can't. You're not 100 healed. You can't play. You're not fit to play the game yet. Sit out, heal, then come back. And once you play, then you' gonna win that championship ring. You might win that wedding ring. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You will win. But you gotta be okay with hit, sitting out and healing. Stop trying to play injured, because that's why hurt people hurt people. You're now your, now your team got, you're shooting 40%, you know what I'm saying, from the free throw line, shooting 20% from three, and like 10% from the field overall or something like that. That's bad man. numbers. But it's because you didn't want to sit out, and it affects everybody on your team. It doesn't just affect you. When you play, whenever you play, it's a team sport. Life is a team sport. When you're not playing at your best potential, you might hurt your team. So sit out and heal before you want to get in the game. No EA Sports. I got one more verse for y'all. He got one more verse for you. For all you. my. For all my. All my uh,
1: Christ believers, right? We in John 16, uh, verse 33, mm. if you need the address. Um, we'll start at verse 31. I know. Actually, verse 32, my fault. So he says, Jesus is Jesus talking right He says, time is coming, in fact, has come. This is NIV. The time is coming, and the fact has come, when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will all leave, you will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. You are going to have trouble in
0: this world, and you're going to go through some trouble. If you're a believer in Christ... What what Pastor Marcus said? He said before God, Jesus overcame death. He overcame trauma. Mm-hmm. Jesus went through trauma. Now, hey, that boy got spit on.
1: Way 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 more trauma than than we. That could man, ever, that
0: God got spit on. Sorry.
1: way more trauma than we could ever even
0: fathom and our lives. So. But yeah. I, I think that I think we're good on that. But you know, what I'm saying we call you to action to do your homework and. Get through your trauma so you don't have collateral damage. You know what I'm saying? Don't have that television. Check your rearview mirrors. You know what I'm saying? Turn on your signals. Drive safe. See you. Till next time. <laughs>